Hello, everyone, and welcome to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and you're listening to I Want to Be A. In each episode, we complete that sentence with a different job, bringing in professionals from a variety of fields and industries to give you the information you need to hopefully land a job and thrive in them. Today, I want to be a radio personality, and to help me figure out what it takes to succeed as a radio personality, we have Kid O'Shea, an on-air radio personality from 99.1 WMYX in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So welcome, Kid, and thank you for joining us today. I'm actually kind of nervous because uh, I'm used to being where you are, interviewing somebody, and being interviewed is uh, making me a little uncomfortable. All right. (laughs) But thank you for having me. No problem. So first off, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what attracted you to this industry? Sure. Well, I host uh, the morning show on 99.1 The Mix, as you said, which Mm -hmm. uh, airs weekday mornings in Milwaukee from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I started in radio when I was 16 years old, and I just got uh, really excited about it when I would listen to other radio DJs. I'd call them at night when I was in middle school, and uh, they always said, you need to start somewhere small. So I found a small little radio station in my hometown, which is Milwaukee, so just out in the suburbs, and uh, worked there for a little bit, and then started working at WKTI Radio uh, when I was 16. And worked my way up doing everything there and was doing the night show when I was offered the afternoon job over at the mix. And they hired me away from there and then did the morning show at the mix. And that's where I've been Mm -hmm. for the past couple of years. So before you were 16 and a bit younger, did you know that you wanted to be a radio personality or like get into radio? Yeah, you know, it's weird. I get asked that a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else I could do at this point (laughs) in my life. And I know that's kind of scary to think at 33 years old, I'm like, my God, if I might have to find something else to do. But I never really remember wanting to do anything else except be Mm -hmm. on radio and TV. Okay. So what sort of educational background do you have? Well, the best advice I can give somebody when it comes to getting involved in radio is get into a radio station as quickly as you can Mm -hmm. and start working. So if you're in college and you're starting to look at that, get an internship right away your freshman year when you still can maybe live at home with your parents and work at the radio station and not worry about getting paid because there was a lot of work that uh, unpaid work that I did, but that was partially my education. So uh, at the end of, I started all through high school, worked in radio. And at the end of high school, uh, when I was getting ready to go to college, I I didn't really want to go to college. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work at the radio station, but I didn't have a full-time job. And my parents said, you got to do something. So I went to Cardinal Stritch for Mm -hmm. about a year and a half before the radio station offered me a full-time job. And that was when I went into full-time radio. But when it comes to education, Mm -hmm. I just mainly took a general communications course on effective communication and things like that. But there are schools that offer radio courses, and I really would not recommend that. I would recommend Mm -hmm. going to school for communications or PR or marketing or social media and then getting involved and working at a radio station because the best way to learn is actually being there every single day or as much as you possibly can. Okay, so what about the choice of schools? Do you think it matters if you have like a bachelor's or associate's or like a technical degree or anything like that? Yeah, you know, it really isn't going to matter once you get into the workplace uh, when it comes to pay scales and things like that. I mean, what you're going to be judged on is your talent and your personality. Mm -hmm. and, And that, you know, again, there's tools to that we use to showcase our personalities better. And that can all be taught at the radio station. Sometimes it's hard to teach that in school, Mm -hmm. you know? So are there any other extracurricular activities that maybe some high school or college students can do besides 
you know, maybe interning at the radio station or something like that? Yeah, you know, I I can't believe I wasn't in debate class when I was in hmm. high school. I would have, I, I don't know, I was in theater, okay. uh, but I would have loved debate. I feel like that's a great platform for learning how to become a radio okay. personality, having your own uh, opinion and holding strong to that opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do things like that, get involved in theater, um, you know, mm-hmm. public speaking, although... People always think that radio people like public speaking. I, I don't like speaking in front of people. I like speaking one-on-one mm-hmm. like this. So um, sometimes that's not always the best advice. But I always did well in speech class and things like that. Okay. So I've heard, and it kind of sounds like it's kind of hard to break into the radio industry. So did you need to relocate for your job at all, any of your jobs or it You know, I've been really lucky to be able to work in my hometown. A lot of people do move around in this business and Mm -hmm. it requires that. But I think the fact that I started at a young age Mm -hmm. and um, Milwaukee is one of those cities that really embraces people that are from here. Um, So we don't like transplants. When a radio (laughs) guy comes from California and tries to make it in Milwaukee, it usually doesn't work out because it's Hmm. like we want to hear people from Milwaukee. So I have not had to move around or relocate a lot, which has been a good thing. But okay. but a lot of people, you do have to okay. make a lot of sacrifices. And that's why I say start young because you you can make a very good living in this business, mm-hmm. but it takes a long time to get there. You got to work your way up. You got to do mm-hmm. all the shifts. And nowadays, radio really isn't about just being on the radio. You have to know how to do other aspects like commercial production or um, the imaging of the radio station or being, being the music director or program director. We all wear different hats nowadays, just like you do in many other businesses, because you can't just be one thing. You got to mm-hmm. be good at, you got to be able to do all the aspects of radio. So could you take us through the process of maybe applying for jobs and what types of things job seekers need to know? Yeah, I mean, uh, best advice I would say is find a local radio station Mm -hmm. that you want to get involved in or contact all of them and ask if you can come in and either job shadow and just see what it's like a typical day in the Mm -hmm. radio business. Ask if there's any internships. Ask if there's any part-time jobs. For example, at our building, we have a promotion street team, which uh, goes out to all of our events on the weekends and sets up our tent and our music Mm -hmm. and the van and everything and hands out prizes. And um, that's a part-time job. But you at least get your foot in the door at the building. And I always say once you're in there and you have the key card to be in that building, well, then you can do your couple hours on the weekend. But if you find a radio DJ or someone else in the building that's willing to give you the time, which most every person that I know in radio will give anybody the time that's interested in learning Mm -hmm. about the the industry – Then you can go in the production studio and do your fake tapes and your demos and things like that and, you know, use the tools that we have there. No one's going to tell, you know, Mm -hmm. no one's going to turn you away when you want to do that. So do you think it's necessary then to have an audio reel of your work? Yeah, I mean, to be able to get a job nowadays, and we don't really call them reels anymore because now you just can send an MP3. So, I mean, still a demo (laughs) reel Mm -hmm. technically. But, um, yeah, you need to have something to showcase your personality. Mm But also so much about radio nowadays is we do so much more. We do on-camera stuff, whether it's Mm -hmm. videos for the website or, you know, uh, working with the local TV station like I do for Channel 12 and working on the weekends there. So, you know, there's social media. There's so many other ways of showcasing your talents than just over the radio. But, yeah, you need to be able to prove that you can hold a conversation Mm -hmm. effectively, you know. How would you select what to put on these like MP3s or different reels? Or a demo reel? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, that's going to be the best of your your work. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a job yet in radio, then um, it's going to be the best of your fake work. So <laughs> okay. do do the fake stuff. Give it to somebody who is on the radio. Have them listen to it. Chop it up. Make it sound good. And, you know, you want to you don't want it to be very long because when a radio station is looking for applicants, they probably are going to listen to the first 30, 40 seconds of the reel and know whether or not they like you. So sometimes people send these long 10 minute reels, you know, just two to three minutes is fine. They're going to know right away. And if Mm -hmm. they like what they hear, then they'll ask for more. So what about the name that you use on the radio? How does a person go about like selecting that? What? You don't think my name is really (laughs) Kid O'Shea? No, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I had a radio uh, executive come in when I was very young. I was like 19 years old. Okay. And he just said, you're going to be Kid O'Shea. And I said, okay. And I ran with it. It was, uh, I have a long German last name. And mm-hmm. uh, I needed, a, we needed a, you know, something that mm-hmm. was catchy. And it's really marketing that we're using it for. Something that people are going to remember mm-hmm. back in the early radio used to be rated in a different fashion where it was all memory that people had to write down what they listened to. Now we're on a different ratings system, which is actually people wear a meter and it just picks up the radio signal. So it's more effective. But when we were back in the day when you had people had to remember what they were listening to, that's why you wanted something that was catchy, okay. kiddo shay, you know, mm-hmm. that people would remember. So when they were writing down what they were listening to, that's what they would put down. So that was the main reason. But, um, you know, we usually, when we are creating radio names that are quick. We usually take a person's first name, maybe a family member's last name, you know, a mom's maiden name or something like that to make it quick and catchy. Okay. So what about the job interview for radio personalities? Are there any tips or advice that you have for like this portion of the process? Well, you know, you got to be yourself. Radio is really, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a fun business. There's a, a lot of, you know, great things about that business that we get to joke around and play music every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, we don't take things too seriously. <laughs> However, it's a m- huge business that mm-hmm. makes millions and millions of dollars. So we have top executives that keep an eye on what we're doing and do want us to make a profit. So there's the the bosses in the building that wear the suits every day. But the, for the majority of us, we wear jeans and a t-shirt and we come <laughs> to work and have a good time. And, you know, what's going to make you successful as a radio personality is being who you are. That's the only way you're going to be successful. It, genuinely who you are, not who you think you should be, not who you want to be, but who you really are as a person. And uh, so that's how you should dress for your interview. And if that means uh, wearing a mm-hmm. tank top and showing off your tattoos, and your piercings, then that's what you should do. And if it's, hmm. uh, you know, if that's what that radio station okay. is looking for, then you did a good job. Could you walk us through your typical day? Well, no. unfortunately, <laughs> my alarm goes off at 3.30 in the morning oh. every morning. <laughs> and then I hit snooze for about 15 times before I force myself out of bed. Uh, get to the radio. St- well, I stop and have to get my coffee. <laughs> and then get to the radio station at about 4.30, between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. And our show starts at 5 o'clock. It's mainly music and stuff in the 5 o'clock okay. hour. And then we really bring in most of our content and talk topics and stuff like that uh, after six. So the five o'clock hour is pretty much spent gathering information from overnight, audio clips, planning the show out, what we're going to talk about that day. And then we start the show at six, do the show from six until nine. And then nine o'clock, we usually have a couple meetings with uh, the program director of the radio station, talk about what we did right, what we did wrong, what we can do better tomorrow, talk Mm. about contests that are coming up for the station, things that we need to know to help promote the station. 
And uh, and then by 11 o'clock some days, you're out of there and I go get some lunch. Then I take a long nap because I stay up late at night yeah. to be able to watch TV and get, mm-hmm. you know, make sure, you know, or go out with friends because, mm-hmm. again, I have to get up and talk about yeah. my life on the radio. If I'm in <laughs> bed at 7 o'clock, it's not much of a very exciting life. Not that <laughs> staying up till 10 o'clock, I lead this very mm-hmm. exciting life. Uh, but that's about it. I take a nap during the day, get up and surf the internet then again. I mean, people are always like, oh, you just talk on the radio for four hours a day. Well, yeah, we do. And then they think that's all I do, you know, but a lot of our job is also when we get home, uh, again, on social media, we're interacting with friends and fans all day long on Facebook and Twitter. And we're making sure we don't miss a story because in this business, the second you're not relevant is the second you lose to your competition. So we really can't miss too much stuff and you need to be on top of what's happening. And you know, so you're constantly kind of, mm-hmm. you're always kind of working in, in radio. So would you say that this is pretty standard for a job like yours? Or are there any like major differences that you think occur? For my job versus a, another kind of job yeah, outside like the radio? Yeah, like radio position. Well, you or... know, the, you know, there's a lot of different uh, aspects to radio. There's the guy that does production and voices all of the commercials. Mm-hmm. The guy, or, uh, there's the program director of the radio station who schedules the music, hires the talent, creates the programming. There's the people that run the business office. There's the sales department. So yeah, everybody has different kind of hours. I mean, the morning show probably has the most crazy hours because again, we're getting up in the middle of the night to get there and be on the air by five o'clock in the morning. So you mentioned that you have kind of um, that you talk with your boss kind of after the show's over with about what you did right, what you did maybe wrong. Or Usually what, what we did wrong. Or, Rarely is it what we did right. <laughs> so do you ever get nervous before you start a show? Not anymore. Not which anymore. <laughs> I think my bosses sometimes say, maybe you should be a little bit more nervous and think about what you know. Um, not really anymore. Mm-hmm. Um the only time that that really happens is when there's something, whether we, if there's a lot of information that's coming in at one time and we don't yeah. have enough inf- time to to gather that before we have to go on the air. And if you don't have all your facts in line, maybe you'd get a little nervous, like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Because sometimes stuff breaks right away and it's like, we got to <laughs> get this on before we, but the nice thing about our show is we play music and content. Mm-hmm. So there's always, you know, you can play another song if you have to, but yeah, I don't really get, we don't get too nervous anymore. So you also mentioned that you interact with um, different friends or maybe fans of the show through social media. So when you're on the air, how do you decide what you personally share about yourself, your family or friends or like topics or things that even happened over the weekend? Yeah, we um, there's not a lot of filters when it comes <laughs> to our show. Um, no, you know, um, whenever we're doing anything planning our show, it is how does it relate to the audience? Mm -hmm. How is the person in the car going to either say, oh, that happened to me as well, or I find that interesting. So um, when we talk about our lives, it's it's usually like, should I have done this? And we're asking for advice from uh, Mm -hmm. the audience, or did you do this as well? But it's never, you know, again, my co-host and I, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. we pretty much lead the lives of our listeners. You know, we're going to the same street festivals. We're Mm -hmm. going to the same movies. We're going to the same restaurants. And so we're just sharing our experiences uh, with them. And a lot of times the listeners call and share their experiences with us too. Our show is a big call-in show. So, um, you know, they share aspects of their lives and that might trigger something that happened in my life that I would share with them. But it's always how does it relate to the audience? Mm -hmm. 
So how do you deal with fans or maybe public who approach you during your own time and feel that like they know everything about you, but you don't necessarily know anything about them? Well, it it's kind of it's a it's flattering. I'm always like, wow, I can't believe that. I'm always shocked when people actually say they listen to the show. I know that sounds weird, but you never really expect when you're on the the air, you never really think that people are actually listening. You think your mom's listening, your boss and your grandma, and that's about it. But you don't Mm -hmm. think of all the people in their cars. So I'm always like, wow, thank you for taking the time out of your busy life to listen to my -hmm. craziness and spend a couple of minutes with me. So I'm always flattered and like, it's really an honor to be able to be a part of people's lives and routines Mm -hmm. every morning. Um, And, and, when we're out, you know, I live right downtown and so I'm out a lot and I see people all the time. Sometimes people look and don't come over and I get more upset when people don't say hi. <laughs> I'll get a Facebook mm-hmm. message the next day. I saw you. I didn't want to come up and say hi. Well, it's like, no, come up and say hi to me. Like, I'd rather say hi to you and meet you than, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. It just so happens that part of my life is broadcast on the radio. But I always say, too, mm-hmm. the listeners lead far more interesting lives than we do, I think. Because, <laughs> again, the stories that they call in with sometimes are just incredible. And uh, I don't know. But, and our listeners have some inc- amazing jobs as well. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, wow, you really you do things that matter every day. We come in <laughs> here and talk about whether or not Britney Spears and Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber mm-hmm. should be, you know, acting the way they act <laughs> on the weekends. What skills do you think are success are essential to be a successful career as a radio personality? Well, I think the key is you really have to be who you are, genuinely who mm-hmm. you are. The most successful radio and TV talents are people that aren't afraid to share who they are, are real in when they share those moments that's not manufactured, it's genuine. And that's what people connect with. Radio is one of the last mediums left where you have this personal communication. You know, it's it's one-on-one. That's why mm-hmm. when I was talking earlier about public speaking, it really, yeah, we reach millions of people, but when that person's sitting in their car and I'm sitting behind the microphone, that's a one-on-one conversation. That's very intimate. It's just the two of us in the car in the morning or the three of us in the car. So, um, you know, if you're going to, make that connection with somebody you really have to be it would be just like if we were friends and I never told you anything about my life and you were like well I hang out with this guy all the time but he never really <laughs> shares anything about his life and it's, well we wouldn't be friends oh, yeah. you know so it's really a, a friendship so what do you absolutely love about your career well I love that I get to uh, do what I always wanted to do which was be on radio and TV mm-hmm. and uh, so I get to do that every day I get to be creative every day I was a weird kid growing up. I, my brother and sister would walk past me in the dining room as I was sitting at the dining room table pretending I was reporting the news to the wall, talking to co-anchors that weren't sitting there. And they were always like, what is wrong with this kid? But I get to go in to work every day and use that imagination and create compelling content, um, or try to at least. And um, you know, be creative, I guess, is really the best way I can explain what I love most about my job. So is there anything that you don't like about your career is extremely challenging? Great question, (laughs) Courtney. Where should we start? We did talk about Mm -hmm. it a little bit, just about the, you know, 
radio used to be one of those industries where it was like, just go on the radio, have fun, play music, and do whatever you want. And I, I didn't really, I got in on the tail end of that. Okay. And then once, you know, then radio became a really big business, just like any other business. We are a corporate business that has to make money. And um, it is run by Wall Street and uh, CEOs. And uh, there's a bottom line. And you could be the best, most funny air talent in the world mm -hmm. and they'll get rid of you tomorrow if it means that they can make more money. So that part of the business, like any business, I mean, is not fun. Yeah. Um, and the corporate guidelines that you have to follow and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but for the most part, um, there's nothing that I would change about where I work or what I do. I mean, Great. It's, a, it's a fun job. Yeah. So I have to ask, because our listeners are um, high school or college students for mm -hmm. this particular show looking to shape their future. So could you give us a ballpark of the compensation for this particular position? Well, and that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And it really does vary. I mean, starting out nowadays, let's just say for a, a production job, which would be, you know, maybe doing commercial production and stuff, you're looking maybe 20 to 30 in a major to mid or in a mid-size market mm -hmm. like Milwaukee, probably a little less in another market. Again, you're not going to be doing just one job. It's going to be multiple jobs. If you're looking to be an on-air personality starting out in, uh, let's just say, Madison doing nights, the night show, maybe $30,000 mm -hmm. a year. But, you know, we get a lot of compensation for other things like public appearances and remotes mm, yeah. where we go out to stores and, you know, get paid by those businesses. So there's extra money to be made. But then, you know, Ryan Seacrest yeah. <laughs> and Howard Stern, let's not mm -hmm. forget, they are radio personalities in the yep. radio business making millions and millions and millions of dollars doing radio. So there's a lot of potential to make a lot of money in this business. So then you'd say that there is room for advancement as radio personality? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But it takes a lot of hard work. It takes dedication. It takes being told no a million <laughs> times. It, be, it takes, be, you know, someone telling you you're not talented, you're not funny, you're not going to have, I mean, that, so it's all that that you have to put up with as well and fight past that stuff and be willing to. So it sounds like you've wanted to do this career for a long time and enjoy doing it. But if you had to do it all over again, would you choose this path? And then why? I would choose this path. Because, again, <laughs> I just don't know what else I would do. I mean, I guess I could be a bartender at this point, And I think I'd be a pretty good bartender because I like to talk to people and listen to music. Uh, but that's I, I Yeah, I really uh, I knew at a young age that I liked talking okay. into a microphone. <laughs> and so... Um, I hope I can continue doing that for, I'm only 33, so okay. I, I sure hope it doesn't end anytime <laughs> soon. So if you were in the shoes of the job seeker, what do you wish someone would have told you about the industry and then maybe give some last pieces of advice here? Well, you know, I always, whenever I was doing nights, I wanted to be doing afternoons. Whenever I was doing afternoons, I wanted to be doing mornings. I always wanted to be one step ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think <laughs> the biggest thing I wish I, someone would have told me is just be patient, work really hard mm -hmm. at your night show and the afternoon show will come. Work really hard at the afternoon show and the morning show will come. And um, it, you know, it takes a lot of time and dedication, like I said already, you know, and be willing to put that time in and be willing to get paid nothing for all. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why I start young. And thankfully, when I started at 16, I was still living at my parents' house. So by the time I was 21 and moved mm -hmm. out, at least I was making something yeah. that I could mm -hmm. support myself, you know, doing, you know, at least live with a roommate and things like that. So Okay. So are there any other final 
pieces of advice or anything else that you would like to say before we end the program? Don't give up. Radio's <laughs> a beautiful industry and we reach more people than television and magazines and newspapers and the internet. We're in people's cars. We're in people's homes. People turn to the radio during some of the most difficult times in their lives and some mm -hmm. of the best times in their lives. But uh, there is no medium left like it where you can make a personal connection with someone one-on-one -on -one like that. So it's a great industry to be part of and uh, don't give up and be part of it. Be oh. the next Ryan Seacrest, because I've been <laughs> trying, but I'm getting a little old now at this point. So uh, you should be the next Ryan Seacrest. Perfect. Well, this wraps up this episode of I Want to Be A. Many thanks to Kid O'Shea from 99.1 WMYX in Milwaukee for joining us today. I would like to take the final moment of this program to encourage our listeners to continue listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick for localjobnetwork.com radio, and thank you for tuning into today's program. Music